It's another reason the 529 is a great account. I'm Matt Robeson, joined by Mike Morton, my co-host on Financial Life Planning. I, I we're I, I'm I'm okay. Nah. The title's okay. It's okay. I, I think I like the name of of the podcast just fine. I ex- hey, I expanded it. I expanded it, Matt. It's now Financial Life Planning for Busy Parents. How do you like that? that actually, it's very descriptive. <laughs> I love your snakes on a plane naming model. It's there like, you go. We're going to give you exactly what you know what you're going to get. You right? know what it's you're like, going to get. You know who it's for. If you're searching on a plane. Yeah, hopefully if you're searching and you found this is the first one you listen to because it now says for busy parents. And you're like, that's me. Yeah, that's Matt and I as well. And we're here with you. <laughs> <laughs> For, for people who might be suspecting, wait, there, this is a bit like they, Matt knew that Mike had read. No, I did not know that. Nope. that that's great. This nope. is live. This is live. This is live. <laughs> it's like that old timey radio feel. It's, hey, buddy. Uh, all right. Hey, hey wait, speaking of, we need some of those like sounds in the background. How can we get some of that with the old time radio, like the clip clop? Oh and he walked into town. Clip clop, clip clop, clip clop. <laughs> we need more of that in the back. Are you trying to bang two coconuts together because I'm riding a horseback? You're, you're yeah, exactly. In the Caribbean. We, what we need is old-timey ads. It's Johnson's doorknobs. Hey, it works. Um, all, right. all right. Here we go. Mike, you want to talk about why the 529, another reason the 529 is a great account. I've got 529s. I need them because I'm a busy parent, which is part of our brand now. So just remind us for a second, people probably know what the 529s are, but maybe not. But yeah. what's what's the 529? What's it for? Yeah. So first I want to um, say what we're the meat of the episode is really this new, the Secure 2.0 Act added yet another reason why the 529 is great. They added the ability to take money from your 529 and put it into a Roth IRA. So you, you don't have to just use it for education, which is what five. Well, now about. your name is ter- name for the episode is absolutely terrible, <laughs> because what you're saying what you're saying is one of the great features of five tonight is you can get out of it. That's terrible marketing. Get no, <laughs> wait. Oh yeah, no, you have to keep the money. You can get out of it. You get the money out of the five two nine and into your Roth IRA. It's so great. That's okay. <laughs> Still tax free. You're, you're, you're actually confusing me here. I know. Well, let's start with the five right. Let's start with the five two nine. Five two nine is good on its own, right? Absolutely. Love 529s. 529 is named after section 529 of some book of codes by somebody, the government. Tax and code, man. <laughs> tax, tax code. Tax code. Jeez, you yeah. know, somewhere Go in there. On. And it's for education expenses, education savings for qualified education expenses. So that it's a special account type. All right. There's all different kinds of accounts you can open. You can open up a savings account, a checking account, you can open up a brokerage account, you can open up Roth IRAs, 401ks, all this stuff. This is a 529 account. You can open one of these up and you can put money into it. And the money you put, you contribute money, you just transfer money. No special, usually no real special clauses when you put money into it, but then it grows tax-free. You can invest the money in the 529 education account. It grows tax-free uh, for many years, as long as it's in there. And then when you want to withdraw the money, if you use it for qualified education expenses, then it's tax-free. So all of that earnings and growth is all tax-free. And so people typically, Matt, obviously, you and I have these, the way we typically use them is you have a child, a young child, and you're like, hey, I'm gonna get started with saving for them. You open up a 529, you're the owner, the beneficiary is gonna be your child because that's who the expenses will eventually be for. And you could just put in a couple of thousand bucks because it's gonna grow over 15, 20 years. Put in a couple thousand bucks, maybe you set up 
recurring contributions every year in auto invested. And then by the time you are pre-saving for when they're in college and use it for qualified education expenses. That's right. the it, five they're to actually, nine. They're super easy. I think we're not going to belabor a lot of details on 529s. We've done actually more than one show on 529s. So just go back into the financial life planning. Really? For busy parents too? Okay. Go back into Mike Morton's podcast. You'll find it. Yeah, you'll find it. It's an easy Google. But yeah, I mean, they're super easy to do. And I really like them. I got to say, you know, I... One of the features you talked about is that you can, each state, you can get your own state 529. So this is one of the wrinkles. It's like way down in the weeds. And you gave a pretty good guide in our previous episode, walking through how you might select which state you want and how to pick it. But then it's like any other account. They make it really user-friendly these days. So I have three kids. I set up three 529s. You can even, these days, it's a lovely little hack that, They'll give you a little code because, of course, they want people putting money into their <laughs> institutions. So you can get this you can get this link that you can share with family members. And it's, hey, you're looking for a grandson birthday present, put money into their 529. And it's, so yep. all very straightforward, all very great. So now you well, let me just remind people just a, a tiny, tiny bit of detail. So when you say qualified education expenses, you do mean there's a pretty broad range of things that qualify. So like. <laughs> What one of the complaints people get is like they get the college bill and it's like, hold on a second. This is the list price. But then there's all the extras that they throw in room and board and food and all that. But most of that stuff qualifies as well. And so this really is an all in savings plan for education. That's right. Qualified education expenses covers a lot, not just uh, the tuition, but also room and board, also textbooks, computers, internet access, special equipment, depending on the school you go to. And then even if you're off campus, you can actually use some of the money for that living, those living expenses, either the rent or even for food up to what the room aboard would have costed. So it's really a ton and ton of expenses. And then let me also tell you, so the 529s, they're great when they were started. Awesome for all these qualified education expenses. And it's been expanded recently what you can use it for so those are qualified education expenses you could use it for a four-year private college two-year colleges trade schools you're going to culinary school you could use it for that kind of stuff so it's really i mean it's supposed to be for education you know broadly speaking and then over the the recent years it's been expanded so the tax cuts jobs act added k through 12 you can use some of the money even before you get to the post-secondary education and then the secure act added more the ability that you could use pay off student loans up to 10,000. So there's really a lot wow. that 529s uh, can be Actually, used for. I didn't know that student loan one. That's a good one. And you also, I'll just make this a tease because I want people to listen to the more detailed episode that we did about this. Again, just search back in the feed for the 529s. But there is this cool little hack where you can funnel your current costs for K through 12 education through your 529 and you can in certain circumstances get a meaningful state tax deduction. There's a lot of details and provisos on that, but you walk through all of that. So that's a really good one. Yeah, absolutely. If you have current K through 12, check your state, see if you can get a tax deduction and check that out. It's a really nice little thing you can do. All right. So now I finally figured out, now that we've gotten through the preliminaries here, I figured out what your game is, Morgan. <laughs> 
for people who are somewhat new to the podcast, let me tell you something, all right? Mike's wife should be suspicious because Mike is having a hot and heavy affair with Roth IRAs. Man, you love yourself some Roth IRAs. You go down to your basement at night and you have a whole, like, group of Roth IRAs and you, like, look at them. It's true. Uh, yeah. I love the you, Roth you IRAs. You do heart the Roth IRA. So right. what you really mean with this episode is, you know what's so great? Yes, exactly. So what you say, here's another reason to love 529s. That's what you mean nope. is That's this right. just gets you back to Roth IRAs. Yes. Right? Tell us about this. The Secure Act 2.0 thing that gets you to your heartthrob. Uh, yes. IRA. Back to my favorite Roth IRA. Although I do have a very special place for the health savings account as well, as you know, Matt. Oh, okay, right. Triple tax <laughs> benefits. Throw yeah. that in there. Never pay wow. taxes ever. Okay. So if health savings account and Roth IRA were like, you're, it's the bachelor, okay? Who are you handing the rose to? <laughs> I'm going to go, you know, it's funny, even though the health savings account has triple tax benefits, I'm going with the Roth IRA. It's so wonderful and great. I love Roth IRAs. It's true. You were right. You got me. <laughs> you got me, man. Oh, my gosh. It's, it, it actually, it is, it's disturbing. All right. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. So, no, we're going to do a fun episode at some point where we do like an NCA March Madness. Oh, yes. The, Account types. Yes. Yeah. We'll put them up and, head and to head. Yeah, put one... Cinderella yeah. in there. Yeah. Right? Okay. I love just it. Real quick, <laughs> what would be your early pick? Let's say something. Let's say there was like a 15 seed that was yeah. up against. I'll tell you seven. right now. I got it. The 457 deferred comp. Oh, let's go. Oh, let's. <laughs> Matt go. doesn't even know what that is. <laughs> Super. Yeah, it's like one of these schools that only hear about at tournament time. It's like <laughs> Southern Illinois. Like, oh man. Oh my gosh. I'm yeah, this is so good. Southern Illinois. <laughs> my brother-in-law. <laughs> Always pick Southern Illinois because they are abbreviated to so ill. I love it. All right. <laughs> That's awesome. Fi Secure Act. All right. Secure Act 2.0. Let's go. Go. Secure Act 2.0 added yet another reason that, you know, expanding the use of the 529. So it makes the 529 even better. Congress added the ability to use to transfer money from your 529 into a Roth IRA. Okay, so if you happen to be, one of the big concerns with 529s is overfunding, having leftover money in right. your 529. How much should I put in? I've got a kid who's five or, or zero. Like, should I put in 10,000 or, or 20,000 or 1,000 a year? Like, how much to put in there? Because then the next question is, how much is college going to cost? Right? And so it's a bunch of unknowns, All a bunch of assumptions. All, <laughs> All the, money. the money. It doesn't matter what you put <laughs> in there. Like, you know, when we talked about this was one of my pain points. Seriously, I was stressed about this. What if I overfund my 529? And you're like, really? really? This is your problem? It's yeah. like, hey, Mike, what if I'm too rich and good looking? I mean, <laughs> right, yeah. you know, like, Ooh, I'm really right. concerned about this. And you were like, I assure you, Matt, you will not overfund. But people do worry about this. Yeah, I actually yeah. do worry about this. No, and it's true. My first comment to everybody is you'll end up with money you didn't expect to have, mm. which is never a problem. So you were expecting to spend this money on education. You made smart choices at the time using assumptions. We, we talked about it. And you put in this amount, and then you end up with extra because whatever happens in the future it's not a bad problem. So that's my first comment. Extra money you weren't expecting to have, so it's not bad. But here, Congress has added another use for that money, okay? So here's how it works. And it's pretty complicated, okay? But the bottom line is 529 money, extra 529 money, leftover 529 money can be funneled into a Roth IRA. Now, details are still coming out. This is not even implemented today, I'll tell you why, because you gotta wait 15 years. That's the first thing, all right? 
your 529 has to be open for 15 years before you can even do this. So that's the first caveat to all of this. And again, this was just passed very recently. So it's not, I don't even think you can click on it and do it today. I'm not sure institutions where your 529 account is that you could even do this tomorrow. All right, still kind of rolling out. So if, or actually from the secure 2.0 act, there's other things, the 401k rules, there's some updates and that stuff hasn't been implemented either by the institutions that actually have the accounts have to make sure they do it the right way. So they're still working through the technical details. So, but the bottom line is this alleviates, it alleviates that stress point, right? It's, it's what you just that's said. That's exactly like, right. You actually don't need to worry about this because you're giving people an escape hatch. That's exactly. Or, I, I don't like the term calling it a backdoor because we already have backdoor. No, us, no backdoor. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But we, you have an escape hatch. So it's that's like right. the, the bottom line for people is this actually sneakily is for all my teasing. This sneakily is a feature of 529s because it, it does mean that like you have a get out of having yeah. too much money free card. More reasons to put in more money into a 529. And the great reason for putting money into the 529 is it grows tax free. And then the whole point is after 15, 20, 30 years, it's growing tax free. Hopefully you can get it out tax free. Now, if you had overfunded it, that might be hard to do, but we can talk about strategies. But this is the, an, another way that Congress has said, yeah, here's another way you can get the money tax-free, put it into the Roth IRA. So here's how it works. Matt, you have a 529. You've got I kids. Three. You have three of them. Let's just pick one for your youngest child. <laughs> pick okay. one of your pick kids. One. Pick one of your kids. Okay, ready? <laughs> so uh, yeah, but here's how it works. We'll just do generically. Your, your last child. First two children go to school use all the money in the 529s like they're definitely going to last child is so special gets lots of scholarships and everything doesn't which you can take money out for scholarships by the way you end up with an extra twenty thousand dollars in your last child's name who is rick your last child's name is rick so rick sure. has extra twenty thousand dollars in the 529 and is launched and has a career so you've had the, the 529 for more than 15 years so that's one thing i mentioned you have to have the 529 open for 15 years. You can only use contributions that have been in there longer than five years. All right, so Matt's already made these contributions. It's 15 years in the future and the money's been in there, but you can't just contribute money and then roll it over that next year. It's gotta be in there for at least five years. At that point, Rick is the beneficiary of your 529. There's $20,000 in it. And you can transfer some of that money into Rick's Roth IRA, okay? So each year you can transfer some of the 20,000 into Rick's Roth IRA from the 529 into the Roth IRA. That's the whole goal. All right. Now, how much can you do? Oh, go ahead, Matt. You have a question. Well, let me ask you, let me ask this. We've done several episodes, I would say on the Roth IRA, but remind me, uh, just in case I forgot the IRA is like the 529, it grows tax-free? Yeah, so the Roth IRA, exactly right. It grows tax-free inside of the account, and then when you pull the money out, it's tax-free. There are some rules there. You have to be 59 and a half to be pulling out the money. Otherwise, there could be some penalties. There's some other little rules there, but that's the general gist, so it's for retirement. The money going into the Roth IRA goes in after tax, okay? So you've already paid taxes on the money going in the Roth IRA. So it grows tax-free, take it out tax-free. Remember, you pay taxes once, except for our favorite HSA. You always pay taxes once. The government wants their taxes. So the Roth IRA, you pay them up front. 
The same with the 529, you'll notice. The contributions, you didn't get any special tax deductions, other state tax deductions, but you've already paid ta federal taxes on the money going in the 529. Grows tax-free, take it out tax-free. That's why you can transfer it to Roth, similar. You've already paid federal taxes on the money. Grows tax-free. When you take it out for qualified expenses, it's tax-free. When you take it out when retirement, the Roth IRA is tax-free. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. So that's the key point here is that it's the same function. It's just you thought you were going to spend it on education. You had some yeah. left over. Now it goes to retirement. And so if, what'd you say my son's name is? Rick. Rick? Yeah, I don't know. It's the first thing I thought of. Uh, it makes me think of silver spoons. Like, yeah. Rick. Well, yeah. Right, Rick. Rick it is. <laughs> Rick. Listen, Rick. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to go downstairs and call him Rick. And he's gonna oh, be this, like, this is going to be great. So, so, Rick, you've talked about this a lot. Again, something I urge people to go back in the feed and check out because establishing a Roth IRA early for your kids is super great. And so, yeah. this is – Rick has got to be feeling awesome about this because – First, I'm saving for his college, and then if there's money left over, it's guess what? You're going to yep. get this amazing, awesome yeah. gift in 40 years of a ton of money. Yeah, exactly. So it's been because you're contributed to Rick's 529 when he was very young. It's grown, so it's already doubled, tripled over 15 years. You didn't end up using it, and now you're transferring it to the Roth IRA where it's just going to continue to compound. So you can do so. I said you had to do it over multiple years. Okay, you could do $35,000 total from the 529 to Rick's IRA. So that's a lifetime limit. 35,000 can go from a 529 into wow. the Roth IRA. Now, each year you're limited by the Roth IRA rules. So Roth IRA rules, there's an annual limit and you have to have earnings. Okay? So this year it's $6,500 in 2023. So you could only do if you're doing it this year for Rick he's age 25, you could only do $6,500 of the $35,000 limit. Okay. So you're limited yearly by the Roth IRA contribution limits. You're also limited. Rick couldn't do both a Roth IRA contribution and the transfer of the 529. Okay. So you have 6,500 limit for 2023. If you're transferring 6,500 from the 529, that's it. That's your $6,500. If Rick contributes 2000 of his own money, you can only do 4,500. Okay, you're limited by the yearly contribution limit, which is 6,500, all right, total. And then he's gotta have eligible earnings. All right, so that's Roth IRA rules. Rick has to have eligible earnings in this year of more than 6,500 to do the total 6,500 contribution. So again, those are Roth IRA rules, but they apply to this conversion. I see. This, you know what this is all prompting for me is, I think I'm beginning to understand what you do a little bit better because there are, this is such an important caveat that we can't, we can probably repeat it enough because people get sick of it eventually, but it's worth repeating that what you do is distinct from what people who work for institutions that might also be selling these products do, right? You're not like some, you don't work for, I'm just going to pick on someone here, Fidelity. And so you don't have any vested interest whatsoever. As a matter of fact, you have the opposite in saying you should have this kind of account, you should open this, you should do this kind of this kind of an investment. And in fact, what you do is, as I listen to all of the complication involved, 
There's so much you need to track over time. You need to, it's not just about getting on a plan, but then you need to keep track of, okay, right now we're executing a multi-year transfer from one account to another. This requires planning. And then there's the planning that goes in years before, which is, hey, you need to, for one thing, have a 529 account. For another thing, you need to have a Roth IRA. And then you need to make sure that you've, anyway, it's, this actually makes entire sense to me. So is that, is that basically what you do is you get this whole picture and you think about with everyone's needs and everyone's like desires and goals and et cetera, you throw it all in the mix and you figure out how to like, and it's incredibly complicated. There's, this is hard. <laughs> well, it isn't, it isn't, but you've exactly described it right. That's exactly what I do is knowing all these little rules and the details. And this is just on five two nines and just with this Roth IRA conversion, it's what makes sense for you. So I'd be thinking, oh, Matt, yeah, you've got three kids. Here's the level of your five two nines. Hey, that's looking pretty good. Or we could add more, like whatever the strategies are that we want to customize for you, it's throwing it all into the pot and then boiling up, here's the most important strategies that apply today. Either get started with the Roth IRA, get started with a 529, or wait on this thing for five years. But yeah, that's what we do is work on what's the right strategy for you. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. So let me ask you this. Does this new escape hatch rule for, for 529s change your waterfall? And yeah. what I mean by that is we talked episodes ago about you've got a certain amount of money what's your order of operations for first fund this second fund that third you know if then if yep. you, whatever money you know now that you have this get out of jail free card for five two nines do you has that moved things in the waterfall for you? yeah that's a really great question and i would say yes in terms of not so much the waterfall because i like that i know exactly what you're talking about that episode and i like those that way of thinking through everything but in terms of overfunding the 529 is something I always talk about with every client because they come in, how much I've put in 5,000 already. Should I do another chunk? Should I, you know, this or that. And it's always, I'm worried about overfunding. This escape hatch is another reason for me to feel confident to say, you know what, instead of oftentimes I take 50%, Hey, let's say <clears throat> this is college. Let's pre-save about half of it. That way we're pretty sure we're not going to be overfunded. I might boost that up a little bit and say, you know what? If you're maybe at 65, 75%, and that's just a starting point. It's custom for everybody. Some people are like, no, I want to have all of it pre-saved. Great. Throw it in there. Other people are like, I can only save 500 a year. Great. Throw in 500 a year, like whatever it is. But this would give me more leeway to say, you know what? Yeah. If you've got some extra savings and education is really important to you, then we can be a little more aggressive with putting the money in the five to nine because we have more options of what to do with it. Now, yep. if I heard you, you said there's this $35,000 lifetime cap, details still being worked mm -hmm. out, yada, yada. So there is a possibility that if you really overshoot, you could still have some money left over. Yeah. What happens then? Yeah, absolutely. So this goes back to the, the conversation I have with clients all day today, which is first problem, it's money you are expecting to have spent that now is just in your pocket. Never a bad problem. So worst and the worst case, thing that happens is you're paying taxes on it. The worst thing that happens is you're paying taxes on it plus a 10% penalty. So knowing perfect knowledge from 20 years ago, yeah, we could have avoided the 10% penalty. 
but we had no idea what the assumptions to make at that time. We made the best decision at the time. So worst case scenario. And, and yeah. if someone's been saving for 20 years and it's been growing tax-free, when they pay the taxes and the 10% penalty, they've also been having that compounded growth tax-free. I mean, yep. does it kind of come out in the wash? No, no, because you pay the 10% penalty on all the growth. So you pay the taxes oh, on all the growth at ordinary I income see. rates. So yeah, it's kind of a 10% penalty, but he, that's the worst case. What you can do now, we have this new $35,000. So boom, right. that's like a lot, you know, that you can get out of there over time. But the other best things to do with it is just to roll it over to other family members. Okay, so you can roll over the beneficiary. Oh, Rick, he didn't use all his money, but I've got nieces and nephews and cousins and grandkids. You can leave it in there. Let it keep compounding for Rick. And it gets to his 20,000 grows to 40 to 80,000. He starts having kids. Boom, you got 80,000 that you can transfer 529 to 529 for his three kids or whatever it is. So you can use it for grandkids or you can use it on yourself, Matt. Matt, you could go back to culinary school and spend the money tax free to go to culinary school. I heard that story someone went to marine diving school in the Caribbean. Yeah, a week long marine learning how to scuba dive, qualified education expense. I assure you that my family <laughs> believes that I should go to college. <laughs> exactly. Cook, I cook most of the dinners. And yes, that would be a great idea. Yeah. No one wants to see me marine diving. No, but you might want to go to the Caribbean for a week and learn how to scuba dive. But my point is, you know, not. you do not. I do but... not like the ocean. No. <laughs> oh, that's the right. Because you, cause you sink. I forgot. Out of it. <laughs> yes. but, but you get the point. So you can use it. Many people just roll it over. Nieces, nephews, save it for grandkids, let it keep compounding, or spend it on yourself. Those are very typical, but now you have, again, another escape hatch. You can just get it into a Roth IRA, so that's great. Too. I love the idea of, is yeah, I could roll it to myself, but I kind of love the idea that it like just becomes this floating fund, especially for eventual grandkids. Like, you know, I mean, this is a real... This is something that comes up with, like, grandparents. They want to support their grandkids' education. Eventually, we were talking several episodes back about trying to plan for your decline, you know, <laughs> trying to plan for your later years. This is going to happen. You may not be thinking about this now if you're like me and Mike and you're in that sandwich generation, right? And you're currently at the point where you've got young kids. Your kids are not in college yet. So you're not even thinking about grandkids. You're like, you, you, right. you still got them in the house. You're going to eventually, if you're lucky enough to live that long, you're going to think about this. This is a future worry. And it's, it's the opposite of that aphorism, why borrow trouble? How about like pre-funding getting rid of your trouble? I, I actually love this idea that there's this other 529 escape hatch that like, yeah, I could become a grandkid fund and you're going to want one. Yeah. They call the 529 a poor man's dynasty trust. For that reason, you can put money in there and just let it compound and grow and use it for future generations. That is absolutely amazing. That is a that is like you dealt that one from the bottom of the deck. Nah. All right. So anything else we need to know here? I mean, it does sound like, look, there are still some details, bells and whistles to be worked out. But fundamentally, what people need to know right now is what? Yeah, th that the you can be more aggressive with funding your 529 account. It has more great uses. It has been expanded. That's but let me also, awesome. yeah. yeah, let me also just tease a couple of little pro tips just for the people out there that are really uh, interested in this or how can you really maximize some of these strategies? Because that's the other thing we think about, Matt, is like, 
how could I use the rules that Congress, the IRS has provided me and try to get around them or try to use them to my advantage, you know? And so that's like the backdoor Roth IRA, which we've talked about. It's like one of those, oh, I can use these rules and do this thing. So here's a couple of ideas. Um, one is that even if you don't have kids, you could be opening a 529, you're the owner, you're the beneficiary and putting money into it. Why would you wanna do that? Well, if you have extra savings, it grows tax-free. So rather than save $10,000 in your brokerage account, save $10,000 in a 529 account. Let it grow tax-free, all right? In the brokerage account, it's not growing tax-free. Eventually, say you never have kids, okay? In 15 years, you can now start transferring that to your Roth IRA. You never use it for qualified education expenses, but today you put in 10,000 or 15,000, it grows tax-free for 15 years, never have kids, don't have education expenses, but you can transfer it to the Roth IRA. So it's a way of getting more tax-free growth earlier in your career. Or say you're young and you you might have kids in the future, you can open the 529 now, um, start putting money in there, and in the future, five, 10, 15 years, you can transfer it, you know, you can change a beneficiary to your kids, or you can start funding Roth IRAs. It's more flexibility. So while you're younger in your career, and maybe you have a little more extra income, Matt and I know we've got three kids, uh, there's no extra income anywhere now. E- expenses just balloon, okay? So maybe when you're younger and you have a little bit more uh, ability to save, you can chuck stuff into the 529. When you get older and you have less ability to save, now you have tax-free growth in there that you have more things you can do with it. Wow. This, I, you know what? You, you kind of took it full circle because I have been convinced that these are indeed features of 529s and not just another excuse. Yeah, one, one more account type. I like your I like your brackets, though. We got to definitely do that. That would be hilarious. We'll, we'll, we'll do the brackets. <laughs> All right. On that note, let's wrap it up. All right. So for Mike Morton, I'm Matt Robeson, and we'll see you next time on, I, I don't know, is it still going to have the same next name next time? Is that Find out next week. It's uh, your favorite. Thanks, Matt. It's always a pleasure being here. Thanks for joining us on Financial Planning for Entrepreneurs. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to and rate the podcast on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can connect with me at LinkedIn or MortonFinancialAdvice.com. I'd love to get your feedback. If you have a comment or question, please email me at financialplanningpod at gmail.com. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. This recording is for informational purposes only and should not be considered for investment advice. Opinions expressed as are of the date of recording. Such opinions are subject to change. We do not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the data presented here.